Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We're beginning tonight's shear in Simon Yud Aleph. We're up to Sif Yud, which is on page Chaf Beis, the page after 42. In the second line, the Machaber says in Sif Yud, Im Hoya Rachok Mehakonof Molo Kesha Gudo. So before we get into this halacha, just a quick review of what we said yesterday, because some people were not there. The discussion we had yesterday is on lengthwise of the talus, which is when you're holding your talus over you like that, so going the long way. So the hole that the tits are going to go through has to be not more than three fingers away from the edge, and no less than from your top knuckle of your thumb till the edge of your thumb. So that's be between the length of the end of your thumb and three uh, finger widths. That's where the hole has to be. So now we're getting into details. If the hole was in the appropriate place, it was more than the edge of your thumb's length away, which is where it's supposed to be. And then the, the Erev is the horizontal, some horizontal uh, strips of the material got undone. And then it got bent down a little bit and the, basically the hole got lowered towards the end of the garment where it shouldn't be, still it's going to be kosher. So says the Mechaber, since when you place the tzitzis inside the hole, the hole was in the appropriate place, even though afterwards something happened to the garment that the hole dropped down a little bit and now it's not in the appropriate place, it's still kosher because it was in the right place when you started. Says the Ramah, If anyone looks at their tzitzis, they'll have this. We are knowing to put a border around the hole. Again, we want to reinforce the hole so it doesn't rip and drop down. So it shouldn't tear over there. And it will be less than a shear. Even though we said it's kosher, but ideally we don't want it to happen. So therefore, we make a border around the hole so it should not drop down. And we also make a border around the bottom of the garment all around so that it is, so that it's, 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 it's tightened. May high time for the same reason, so it shouldn't rip from the bottom, and then the edge of the garment moves up. So the same way we want the hole to drop down towards the edge of the garment, we don't want the edge of the garment to wither away, and then the garment is smaller, both will accomplish the same problem. So by avoiding, we want to avoid both problems by making a little border around the hole, and a border around the edge of the garment. And then the Machaber continues and says, Yesh omrim ein lo shir. So again, like I started with, and we discussed this yesterday, this whole discussion that we began yesterday and we're continuing today is on the lengthwise of the garment. So it's the long way, if you're holding your talus gadol over you, it's the long way, and it's going from side to side, so that's where it has to be, within the three fingers, and at least a, you know, your top of your thumb part. That's only lengthwise, not widthwise. So the Machabi here says, some say that widthwise, ain't lo shir, there is no measurement. It doesn't matter how close or far it is to the edge. Only matters lengthwise. And then the Machaber says, V'yesh omrim, shedin rochaf kedin ha'orech. Some say that the din of the width is the same din as the length. Which is our, if you look at our tzitzis, you'll see it's uh, equidistant from both sides. Our talisem, our tzitzis. So that's this yesh omrim, v'nirin divrehem. And the Machaber ends off, that appears to be correct. And that's our minog, that we make the hole within these two measurements, both widthwise and lengthwise. But widthwise, it's a machlokas if it has to be. Lengthwise, everyone agrees. But the minog is to do it both ways. Says the Mishaburin Sifkatan Memches. Again, we said if you had the hole in the appropriate place and then it, you, you, it ripped some strings that were, that were horizontal ripped out and caused the hole to drop down. 
The same problem would be like we just mentioned if the hole would rip. Here it's talking about where the garment is is, is ripping, but if the hole would rip, it would be the same thing. If the hole just rips down and you don't have the proper shear from where the tzitzis are now till the bottom of the begad. Even if this happens right away, after you do some uh, wrappings around and you make the first knot, which we'll see, that's all you need. We'll get into more of this tomorrow. But once you do the minimum amount of, of, of wrappings and, and knots that you need, if it rips then, it's still kosher. Even if you didn't finish making all the different knots that we are knowing to do, as long as you made the first one, it's still going to be kosher if it dropped down. By these horizontal strips coming out of the garment, the length of the garment got smaller. We're going to say shortly, the same thing would apply like we just mentioned, according to our minog, whether it got shortened lengthwise or widthwise, because we said we're knowing that we do it, we do it both to have the same requirements. So says the Mishabur and Sifkata Nun. We say since it was the proper shear at the time you put the tzitzis in, it's okay. So says the Mishabur and Sifkata Nun. The reason why we're mapped only on the placing of the tzitzis in the hole at the proper location, and even if it changes locations afterwards and becomes slow, it's okay, is based on this passage that says you should make for them tzitzis on the corners of their garments. The Torah was only mapped at the time of Asiyah, at the time of making the tzitzis, it has to be on the corner and not afterwards. And therefore, as long as when you made the tzitzis, you put it in, and you did the minimum requirement to make the tzitzis, it was in the proper place, you have fulfilled that requirement, and even if it drops down afterwards, it's okay. This is only referring to tzitzis that were hung there properly. But if you now want to change it and put new tzitzis in, to have the asiyah chadasha, that's a new asiyah now, in other words, I, I made my tzitzis and the hole was proper. And then I was playing ball, something happened and it ripped down. So it's fine, as long as there's something still there that's keeping it closed, as we'll see in the Biralacha shortly. So it's still going to be fine. But now I decide I want to put new tzitzis, new strings in my garment, so I can't put new strings in. Because putting new strings in is doing a new asiyah. It's doing another mitzvah of tzitzis, and therefore I would have, first have to sew it up to make sure that the hole is the proper distance, and then I can put in the new strings. So that which you say it's okay after the fact is only those strings that were initially there. If they drop down, it's okay. But you want to put new strings, you have to fix the begin. Like we'll see later on in Simon Tesvav, Ayn Sham. So there's, there's no requirement to fix it as long as you don't change them? Correct. And if you look in the Biyarlach of the second to last line, Ad Nishabo Kashir. We said even if it drops down till you don't have the shear remaining, Ayin Birambam Shemavur Dafilo Nishara Kolshu Kashir. Even if there's only a drop left, meaning the whole bag get ripped and it's just hanging by a thread at the bottom, it's closed the drop and the tits are hanging from there, it's still okay. As long as they're still there, if they fall out, obviously it's not good. But even if it's just hanging by a thread, it's still going to be fine. But again, the Mishnah just pointed out, that's only the tits that were there originally. If you want to change the tits, you have to first fix the bag before you put the new tits in. Sifkaton nun alaf in the Mishabura, he's going on that which the Ramah said, that we're knowing to put a border around the hole, so it shouldn't rip and get smaller than the shear. After B'diyavid Kosher, even I spoke this out when I read on top in the Ramah, even though B'diyavid, we just said it's okay if it drops down, it's okay if the hole rips. Still, it's better to do, to, to have a border around so it shouldn't rip. So people who see don't say, oh, this guy's wearing puzzle tits. They don't, they don't accuse you wrong. They don't know exactly when you put the tits in, when it rips. So, so it's appropriate that you have it 
you know, solidified well around the hole. You have a proper border there, so it shouldn't fall out at all. The Kuliyama lav dina gemiri, because not even knows the halacha. So Talmud Chacham or someone who came to our shir sees someone walking around with the tzitzis hanging down, so he knows that that that, that it, it ripped it afterwards and it's fine. But someone who doesn't know the halacha is going to think that he could put it initially in his garment when the garment's ripped already, and that is not being yotzei the mitzvah of tzitzis. Yes. So he's saying lechatchila it is lechatchila. The din is that it's okay, but lechatchila you should put the border so to avoid that case. You're, you're in agreement. You're being a little more extreme. Fine. Says the Mishavura Vaiter Sefkata Nunbeis. So in, in Nunbeis, the Machaber was saying that some say that this requirement of where the hole is is only lengthwise on the garment, not widthwise. Says the Mishavura, the Svirlu, the Iker Shem Konof, Shayach al Sofa Hatachton Shel Orech Habeger. For some reason, this sheet holds that the title of Konof, of corner, is only Shayach by the bottom edge of the length of the garment. Lo al That's not included in kanaf, so you don't have to worry, according to them, about the width of the garment. Now, what is the length and the width? We read this last night. The width of the beged is that which a person wears. The top is by his head, the bottom is by his feet. Like when you're holding the talus over before you make the bracha. So from top to bottom, that's the rochav, that's the width, where it's a machlokas if it has to be, by the proper shear. And the length of the beged is that which you wrap yourself in. The way we wrap ourselves is with the length of the talus, and that's the orich. So again, lengthwise, everyone holds that you have the requirement of where the hole has to be, and widthwise is a machlokas. So the Mishabura says in Sefkaton, Nun Gimel ain't lo shear. The according to the first shita, which we don't hold like, the rochav has no shear. Hainu lamata. So the Bruce says, even the opinion that holds that widthwise there's no shear, that's only there's no minimum shear. You could put it close to the edge, even less than the length from your thumb uh, knuckle till the end of your thumbnail. But the upper length of to have it not more than three fingers, you would require even on the width of the garment according to that opinion. So it's only a leniency in, in one in one way according to that shita. But again, the mechaber comes out at the end and says near in the rim, the one that says it makes no difference. And the mishabura already references a few times. So clearly, the mishabura takes on like the mechaber that that is the ikker. If you want to just see on the on the top line of the page of the mishabura we saw yesterday. He, in the second line, without going into the details of this topic, it was a little confusing. It says, Bein ba'orech, bein barochav. He's talking about again where the hole is, he throws in, Bein ba'orech, like we'll see later on in Sif Yud. So you see the Mishabura takes on that side, just like the Machaber does. Now, we're discussing over here, when we mention the length and the width, we're discussing the talus, not your tzitzis. So if, I don't want to go through the whole note, but if you look at note 69, he points out clearly that when it comes to the tzitzis that we wear, there it's the opposite. The length is from head, head to toe. Right, what you're wearing on front, the bottom, that would be that would be the orich, that would be the length. As opposed to the talus gadol we mentioned, the length is when you're holding it over your back, it's on the sides. But your talus katan, when you're wearing your tzitzis, the length is going downwards. So just to look at how he says that, in note 69 he writes, And that which we, which we wear, a talus katan, that the length goes by the height of the person. So, that's because the itav is not likuva. I don't want to go through the whole note, but it's addressing a different nakuda. But I just wanted to point out from that note that in terms of the tzitzis that we wear, the talus katan, the length and width is a little bit the opposite of the. Just close that door. It's the opposite of what we have by the talus gadol, what the length and the width is. 
it is okay to, to have, if your venue is square, not rectangular, you can have that, right? Yeah. So, so length would be the part, well, however you're putting the and talus on. Lafi also is on the Camino because we hold you need the same by the length and the width, so it wouldn't matter. You're saying according to the sheet that says it that way, so then, good question. I don't know. Okay, there's another note here, but it's if we have time at the end, maybe we'll go back to it. But anyway, let's let's do the next halacha. Halacha yud aleph. Im hagadil shekorin orilaiza hurachav. Now, what this is talking about, let's just go to the Mishnah to see a little bit what this is talking about first. If you look at Sivkadon Nun Dalud, uh, what is this Orilaiza? Sometimes at the end of a, a garment of tzitzis, at the end of a talus, they will put some strings that are hanging down vertically and not horizontally. And normally the baguette, like we discussed many times already, has, uh, has stitching going vertically and horizontally both ways. So sometimes at the end of the garment, they'll have it only going in one direction. Ubasov organ. And at the end, they actually sew it up. Now, it happens to be, I looked at my tzitzis, and my tzitzis have that. I don't know if this is what it's referring to, but at the edge of my tzitzis, at the, I, I think it's just a design. I don't know if it's really this. But, uh, it ha- I was just looking at it. It happens to be at the very end, it has lines that are only going in one direction, and then a little stitching at the end. I don't believe it's this, but it's just interesting. It yeah, here's, I think it's just a reinforcement. Yeah, but it's interesting that it mamish follows this. It has just the lines going one way, and then it has, you know, stitching at the end. But this is talking about where there's like an extra little bit of garment at the end with the stitching going only in one way, which is not considered normally a beged. And then it's reinforced at the end with stitching going, going the other way. So, doesn't matter where this extra little stitching is, lengthwise or widthwise. But the kids are what it is, without getting at the exact things, but it's, it's not really part of the Begid. It's an extra part of the Begid, which doesn't really have a shame Begid that sticks out beyond the Begid. So what he's going to discuss here is, can the hole that the tzitzis are going to go through be in this extra part of the garment or not? So if you look back in the Mechaber, he says, Im shakorin If this area at the edge of the garment is wide, lo yatil bo you shouldn't put the tzitzis in. The imhitable puzzle. It's not considered part of the garment. And therefore, if it's wide, now he had to say it's wide, the Mishnah Rupa points out, because if it's not wide, then it's not even the proper shear from the edge. Remember, it has to be from your knuckle to the end of your finger. It has to be that distance minim- minimum. So in order for this added little piece of stitching to be even shyach to put the strings through, it has to be at least that length. So in order to even have the option of putting putting the hole there, it has to be a pretty wide uh, piece that's added onto your garment with whatever this thing is. So therefore the Mechaber says, If it's wide, and therefore you could potentially put the hole there, and it's still not too close to the edge of the garment, still you still can't put the tzitzis there. And if you put the tzitzis there, it is puzzle. Why is it not good to put it there? The Alkanfe Bigdayim Ksiv. The Pasuk says, you put it Alkanfe Bigdayim. Vize Eino Nechshav Meha Beged. It says you put it on the corner of the Beged. That's not considered part of the Beged. That's already has the stitching only going in one direction. That's not a Din Beged. And therefore the hole, even if it has the proper requirements in terms of distance, it's not considered the Beged. You can't put the hole there. Aval. But says the Machaber, so 
So the Mechaber says here that even though you can't put the hole in this extra material over here, but we don't ignore the material totally as if it's not there, when your hole is in the regular part of the garment that's beyond this extra area, we do factor in the extra area for the measurements both of a minimum size and a maximum size. So if, it's, if the shear of that extra piece of material is the size from your knuckle to the end of your finger, so then you could put in the beginning of the regular part of the bag and right beyond that you could put the hole. But we would measure from all the way at the edge of this piece of material the three fingers. So you have to be very, you'll have much less room to work with in terms of where you're going to put the hole if you have a thick piece of this added gedil at the end. That's what the Mechaber says. And then the Ramah writes in the last line, It's better to measure the minimum part, right, the, the part from your knuckle to the edge of your thumb, that you should measure without factoring this extra piece, just from the edge of the actual beggar itself. So he's, the the Ramah is even more machmir. He says the measurement of the, of the minimum length, you should start from the actual garment beyond this thing. But the, but the maximum distance, you have to factor in that piece of material. So you left a very, very small room for where the hole could be. Because in terms of the three fingers, you start measuring it from the edge of the entire garment. But the minimum size, you start measuring from where the actual din beget starts. So it could be only one exact spot that you'll have room to put the hole in according to this Ramah. Let's see the Mishabur on this. So we saw the Mishabur in Sifkat and Nadal, which attempted to explain to us exactly what we're talking about. So we'll pick up in the Mishabura in Sifkata Nunhei. So we said, I actually spoke out this Mishabura here. The Machaber said, if you have this extra piece of material called the Orliza, which is wide, it has to be that this piece, this added piece of material is more than the length from your knuckle to the end of your thumb. Because if it's not going to be wide enough, there's nothing to discuss. Of course you can't put the hole in that piece of garment. It's not, it's not far enough from the edge of the garment. So there's nothing to talk about. So it has to be, the Machaber has to say, that it's a wide piece of material there. Says the Mishaburavite in Sivkata Nunva, this is the Mechaber that says that even though you can't put the hole in that part of the material, but that part of the material the Mechaber says factors in for all your measurements, for the minimum size, the maximum size, that was the Mechaber. So the Mishabura writes in Sivkata Nunva, Gimelet's bows, You should not put the hole any, be, any, any place beyond three fingers from the edge of the entire garment. So you factor in this extra gadil in the measuring of the three fingers. And then we had the Ramah. The Ramah said, again, the tremendous Chumrah that says we don't measure the gadil in terms of the minimum. So the minimum becomes very exacting, but it does, we do measure for the maximum. So it's a very exacting place. The Mishabura says on that, in Sifkata Nun Zayin, in terms of measuring the smaller measurement from the knuckle to the end of the thumb, we factor it in without the gadil. So if the gadil is two or three fingers wide, you have to cut off some of it. It's not, that's not going to work at all. Because if it's already three fingers, so then, and you're starting to measure the, right, the maximum, so the hole has to be in that part, but the hole can't be in that part, so you're stuck. So you would be forced to cut off some of this extra material. If you don't have this gadil, whatever it is exactly, if you have either vertical or horizontal strips sticking out, wherever it might be, that sticks out too much, you'll have the same doubt over there whether it factors into the measurement of the garment or not. Therefore, you're also going to have to cut it off in the place of the knafos. So you know we have those little fringes hanging down from our from our talus gadol, 
it doesn't go by the edges, right? Where we have the reinforcement of the corner, we don't have those uh, decorative uh, knots because those would be a problem. And if you look at note number seven, he writes, "Ubesefer Orchos Rabbeinu Kosov." Shagon Rav Yaakov Yisrael Kanyeski, the stipler who is knowing lachtoch betaliso es osam achutim haasuyim lekishud misove loknafos baorech asara centimeters. The, the, the stipler who is knowing to cut off from his talus any strings that were hanging down for decoration from around the corner ten centimeters worth. Now, I don't know exactly the measurement of our corners, but uh, I don't know if it was more or less than what we do, but he made sure again to, that the whole corner was clean because when it's not clean, you get into problems. It's considered the baggage, not considered the baggage, and you get into serious issues of where exactly the hole should be. So therefore, Lemaisa, the stipend made sure that for 10 centimeters from the edge, I guess in each direction, that there was nothing sticking out, that you just have clearly the corners so you can know exactly where the tzitzah should be placed in the hole. The Alkain, back to the Mishiru in the second to last line, and therefore, Svasa Talo Shalonu Shakorin Shliak. The corner of our talus, which is called shliak, which is in the bottom in the tagum, which says imro, which is like a border. If it doesn't have weavings of strings, both vertically and horizontally, you should cut off those those areas before you put the tzitzis in, because otherwise that would be a problem. Okay, that's... We can either go back to a note or we can go a little weiter and go ahead, but maybe we'll, we'll see an interesting note. Note 67. This is going back to the first halacha that we did. So we said in the, we said the reason why if it drops down, if the hole opens up and it drops lower, it's okay after the fact, is because the Pasuk says, So note 67, he addresses a halacha that we didn't really, we mentioned it like three times, but we didn't officially get to it yet. And that is, even though we have a size of the actual strings that you need, which we learned already, right? 12 gudalin. But we said if they get cut after the fact, it's okay as long as you have a kadea niva, which we'll get into later. We didn't really learn it yet officially. We just sort of brought up Derech Agav a few times. So he wants to know over here, if we look at note 67, Why did the Mishabura need to come on to this other reason of this pasuk of Asulahem, Tzitz al-Kampe Bigdeyem, the leftovers of tzitzis are kosher. I mean, when the tzitzis get cut, whatever's left is okay. The, the remnants are okay. Like we'll see very shortly in the beginning of the next simon. If all the strings of the tzitzis got cut, as long as you have enough left that you can make a, a bow, so it's kosher. The Afkanche Nitku Chuteha Erev Atshul Nishar Beknaf Shir Kesher Agudo No Mashu Kosher. So we should say from that, by that same logic, we should say that if some of the weaving of the of some of the the strings that are going in one direction get ripped, and therefore the the the, the strings the tzitzis drop lower, so it should be okay also because of that. It's like I do make tzitzis the same way the tzitzis get cut and they're not proper shear, it's okay. So the beggar gets cut and it's not in the proper place, it also should be okay. So beer b'shalosh and shuvas beish shlomo she'ein lahavsher gardumim elavip nei shaloshon tzitzis mashma afilu koshu. He says no. The whole concept of gardumim is only a din in the actual strings themselves because the loshon of tzitzis that the Torah uses is mashma even the smallest size. So midaraisa the smallest size is okay. Elosha b'halochal moshe misinai nemar b'hem shir. Halochal moshe misinai says it should be a longer shear than the daraisa shear, which is a koshu. And therefore the leftovers are kosher. The shame tzitzis are still on them, even though they're smaller. 
But if the corner of the garment gets messed up and you don't have the proper size, that's a din that's learned out from a success of a confidence big day. It has to be on the corner of your garment. It has to be considered part of your garment. There you can't make the connection. There's no shaykhus. You can't apply that. Okay, let's just start the next halacha. We'll start halacha yudbeis, page 44. And we'll, we'll just read the Mechaber. If we have time, we'll start the Mishabur and we'll continue with tomorrow night. Says the Mechaber in Sif Yudbeis, Minyan chutei ha-tzitzis b'chol konof arbo'ok fulim shem shmona. As everyone probably knows, the number of strings of tzitzis that go on each corner are four folded over into eight. They're really four strings that we put in and we see eight because they're folded over. V'im hosif pasal, if you add more strings, it is pasal because of batosif. Yachtoch Roshi Hachutin Haarboa, the Yitrofem Bakonov, the Yichbulem, the Ozyu Shmona. So the Machabe says the order is you should, if you have one very long string, you shouldn't put it in as one string folded over and then start cutting it. You should first cut it. Yachtoch Roshi Hachutin, cut the tops of the strings, meaning make them separate strings. The Yichtofem Bakonov, and then stick it into the corner, stick it into the hole. The Yichbulem, and then fold it over, the Ozyu Shmona. Then you have eight strings. That's what he's getting at, that you shouldn't put it in as one string and, and cut it later. You should first cut the strings, have four strings, and then put it into the hole, and then fold it over. So we'll, I guess we'll start, we'll start one Mishabu, and then we'll stop. Sifkata Nunches, Arbuk, full and four folded strings. Ta'aminim Begemara, the Gemara Darshins, Gedil, right, it says Gedil and Tasalach, Gedilim. So Gedil is Shnayim, a Gedil is considered two strings. Gedilim is Arba, is four strings. Pirish. If the Pasuk would have said Gedil, have a mash mishtayim. It would have been mash two strings. There's no word Gedil that's less than two strings. Now that it says Gedil in Rosh and Rabbim, so it gets, it gets doubled. So Arba mash it's mash mishtayim. In the olden days, some people have it nowadays, when there was Tcheles, there were two strings that were blue, Tcheles, and two strings that were white. The ha'idna have a lovon bimkom tchela. So nowadays we have the white in place of the blue. The osin arba arukim mishalovon, and we make four long strings that are all white. Okay, one more mishabura. Sefkaton nuntashem shmona. So when you fold it over, the four turns to eight. Achar sheyach nisem babeged v'yichbolem. After you put it into the garment, and you fold it over. Midiksiv psil. That should be keim psila shukafel psila is. Doubled over, and therefore you should put it in and fold it over. We'll stop here. We'll pick up in this sif and Mitzvah Shem tomorrow night. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in Shas, including Maramakaimus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.